This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Riona, it's Good Friday. Mind you, every Friday is good as I get to play you the best in punk, junk and glunk and other music for uplifting Uh Unless you're the son of God, that is, who's uh, just about to be flogged, ordered to carry the cross on which you're going to be crucified and then put to death. Yeah, it's difficult to see what's good about it. Other religions are available. And least we forget, Jesus died so we could ride.
So, how is everyone doing? Barton, Fenny, myself and the Bawanas all hope you're mighty fine. Lead vocalist from the Bawana, that'll be Anders Gustafsson, messaged me to ask for my address so he could send me their debut self-titled album. I duly sent him my email address, waiting for the MP3 files to arrive in my inbox. 30 seconds later, he replies with, No, I need your postal address so I can send you the actual CD. With the CD came a very good press release telling me exactly who is in the band. That obviously... I'm going to share with you and pronounce all their names wrong. Yanni Aldus is uh, one of Sweden's best rock and roll guitarists, working with rock set. Jerry Williams and Ulf Lundgren. Mats Allsberg on bass has also worked with rock set and Jerry Williams, along with uh, Lied to Pop, Boppers and Eva Dolgren. The aforementioned Anders first came to my attention as lead singer in The Curse. Drummer Bjorn Giddensen 
has played with Dr. John, Madhouse, Eric Bibb, Jerry Williams and uh, Louise Hofston. Yanni Peterson, who tinkles the ivories, has worked with Amy Wedge, Odenta, Freddie Stevenson, Stevie Clanson and Eric Bibb. Most of these names yeah, might be unfamiliar to you, as they were to me, but in the band's native Sweden, it's a very different story. I thoroughly enjoyed the album. Even Mrs A was impressed. I believe your mind has hints of the Nomads. Two-Face, I think sounds like the Rolling Stones, uh, that would have been pleased to have written, uh, with me thinking of Oasis in a good way on Leave Me Alone. Expect to hear more tunes in the future, if not on upcoming shows. Uh, the album is available on the uh, all the usual streaming platforms with physical copies available online from Beacon SE. Talking of streaming albums, something that has never felt right to me. As you know, you can't beat vinyl with CDs a distant second. And uh, if it's only the option, MP3s or WAVs coming in a third place. Off the back of playing uh, the Warner E. Hodges band on last week's show, I became aware of the Deep Pirates and their album F.U. that hit the real and virtual record shops last Friday as the band consists of Warner and his former Jason and the Scorchers partner, Jeff Johnson, along with Jonathan Wright. With Ginger Wildheart saying about the album, if Big Star had Malcolm Young and Ace Freely in top form, loose and catchy with all the right chords, I immediately popped over to Spotify to have a listen so I could, you know, try before you buy. Loved it. Going over to their approved online retailer, Merch Mountain, to purchase it. Even though it is available on vinyl, I begrudgingly added the CD to my basket. You know, cut down on postage and import duties. 15 quid for a CD? Yeah, sound reasonable. Unfortunately, at the checkout, the cheapest shipping that did include duties was an eye-watering, wallet-reducing... $37. And I, I just couldn't justify $52. With tears in my eyes, after navigating several different pages, I eventually got to part with £7.92 over at Amazon. Apparently, and annoyingly, said CD was on sale at the Warner E. Hodges gig I went to at the Hope and Anchor. A pox and an FU to lack a Wi-Fi signal.
Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick joined Deparets on the Just Heard FU. The Quiet Boys saga rumbles on and on. It's all very, my dad's bigger than your dad. However, those who did manage to see him at Hard Rock Hell Blues Festival last Saturday have had nothing but good things to say about their performance, whether you like it or not. Coincidentally, classic era Choir Boys bassist, that'll be Nigel Mogg, who normally can be found singing in The Brutalists, has just reverted to four string duties for The Juvenile Rex. The band released a two-track single back in October that completely flew under my radar. It wasn't until Sleaze Rocks rang an interview last week promoting a video to the lead track that I became fully aware of them. Joining Nigel in the band are guitarist, vocalist JT, guitarist, vocalist Alan MP and drummer Sean Bryant. In the aforementioned interview with Sleaze Rocks, T reels off a long list of bands that they're big on. The Faces, Alice Cooper, Slade, The Stones, Hanoi Rocks, The Pistols, London Cowboys, The Crybabies, Lords of the New Church and Hollywood Brats. I mean, any one of them would garner my interest, but yes, just because you like this band or that band doesn't necessarily mean you'll achieve the same level of success. Fortunately, the juvenile wrecks are rather tasty. But don't take my word for it. This is One Shot. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, I'm riding shotgun when she's on the rocks. She 
listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Haven't you got anything better to do? Straight after the Juvenile Rex and One Shot You Heard because I played the Backyard Babies and Dysfunctional Professional from the People Like People Like People Like Us album. The Juvenile Rex will be flying over for this year's Rebellion Festival with dates to coincide in and around London until the 14th of October. Sticking with Dragon, it's time for this week's Covers Corner. And the helicopters take on the Beatles and then the Rigby. That sounds like the helicopters covering the Beatles. Well, it would, wouldn't it? Oh 
I finally got around to watching on the idiot box the final part of a programme that I recorded in November last year. It was a 10-part Channel 5 series on the greatest songs of the 1970s. You know, one programme for each year. I was hoping that the damned and love song would feature, or at the very least, get mentioned in dispatches. Yeah, obviously it didn't. One of the songs that they did play was Lena Lovage's Lucky Number, a song for those of us of a certain age know very well. Also, I thought I had no idea that originally Lucky Number was the B-side to Lena's debut single for Stiff Records that failed to bother the charts. It wasn't until it was A-sided that it became a hit. The original A-side was I Think We're Alone Now, released by Tommy James and the Shondells in 1967, The Ruby News in 1976 and Tiffany in 1987. And yes, I know Barton Girls allowed it in 2006, although I do try and blank that from my mind. And Billy Joe Armstrong, before you ask, did do it a couple of years ago that was all right. Anyway, I had no idea that Lena Lovage had covered it. My lucky numbers, catalogue number, is by 42 with Home as the B-side. It did crop up on her stateless LP, but uh, I didn't buy it at the time. Out of the two, Lucky Number is the better song and obviously accrued her and her partner, who co-wrote it, the publishing money. felt it on Sunday when it was announced that Chris Bailey, co-founder of The Saints, had passed away aged 65. I'm Stranded and Eternally Yours are must-have and so influential albums, with Machine Gun Etiquette-bound Algie Ward playing on the latter. Keeping with the damn connection, Brian James played lead guitar on four tracks on 1982's I Thought This Was Love, but this ain't Casablanca, or for us non-Australians, out of the jungle where things aren't so pleasant. As we're in Covers Corner, 
I did toy with the idea of playing their version of the uh, Easy Beats, The Music Goes Round My Head. But instead, as Jake Starr, former throatalist of Adam West, reminded us in his social media tribute to Chris Bailey, I've settled on their cover of Neurotic, Neurotic, that was the bonus track on the European pressing of Right On. time in the shape and form of that two-piece garage punk stripped down high energy rock and roll band called new rocket union to be honest and you know my feelings on rock duos the minimum members for a guitar led band is three drummer bassist and guitarist with any one of them taking on vocal duties i didn't realize that the band consisted of only two members because one this was the first time that I had been pointed in their direction and knew nothing about them until I started investigating them and two, they make enough noise on record for a whole band. I was undecided which track to air for your consideration. In the end, it came down to either Do You Want to Know or Upside Down and as Do You Want to Know was originally done by the kids and we're still just about in Covers Corner. It's that that I'm going to play.
want to know by new rocket union was taken from their just released twin cities breakdown album last week i played you one of the two demos that duncan from duncan reed and the big heads had sent me well it only seems right that i should play you the other one the song in question is it's going so well that i have in actual fact played you half of with a bonus 10 seconds courtesy of duncan on episode 782 as the wherefore thin slash for armitage edit of course these two demos are to whet your appetite for the big heads new album that you can pre-order over at duncanreadandthebigheads.com just hit the blog page for all the details On the 22nd, that's next Friday, Flame Pilots will be releasing their lockdown EP, Together Apart. But not only that, as the band will be playing the Penny Theatre in Canterbury on the same day in celebration. But not only that, this gig will also mark Joe Inkpen's official addition to the band. Technically, 
It's as a guitaring foil to friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright, freeing up vocalist Fuse Corbell. However, previously he has stood in for absent bassist John and for friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright when real life has prevented them from their piloting duties and as part of the Flame Pilots acoustic trio. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get to see them next Friday for the same reason as I'm not seeing the witch doctors supporting the Godfathers at the 100 Club, and that's because I'm up at silly o'clock Saturday for work. But not only that, I had a quick chat with Arkwright about the EP. So, without further ado, let's welcome friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright to the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Morning, mate. What are you up to? Anyway, I'm just about to make breakfast. <laughs> For me, and all the songs are progtastic, and we're talking the kind of uh, prog that I find acceptable, the one that stands out is Anger. John's opening bass had me going, this is something Paul Gray could have written for The Professor and the Madman. That's a good song. That's the one that John and Tim didn't like doing like that. Me and Fuse did, so they wanted. So we tried to turn it into a punk song, but it was just, it was just really fast and angry, and it it it, it lost it. It lost the subtlety of it. I do remember you telling me about that at the time, with me saying that you should do a punk version set. Uh, well, <laughs> we haven't relearned it. <laughs> Is that your dog in the background? Yeah. He's at the other end of the garden, but the, the garden echoes like a big auditorium at the moment. But um, the second verse of Anger, it starts with, uh, it, when me and Fuse rehearsed it at home with acoustics, I brought it in like, and really chunky. And when we played it live, I wanted those, so it goes like, and then I hit a harmonic, it goes, and and John's done it a bit subtly, a bit more rhythmly. But if, if you if you listen to it again, you'll hear it, it, the time changes slightly and it goes chuggy. And that, that was my doing. Uh, well, as I said, I think it's a great song. And John's done a fantastic job producing, mixing it and playing on it, as you all have. Maybe you should leave the extra chugs for the punk version. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, don't worry. I'm only joking. However... For my Sinister Six listening pleasure, here is the Talked About Anger. Excellent. Anyway, thanks for phoning in, and I'll speak to you later. Yeah, I'll catch you later. Enjoy.
Khan has pointed out that he believes that that was the worst cut and paste interview he has ever heard. And to be fair, there is an element of truth to it. Yes, I did phone friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright and record our conversation. I say conversation and not interview because I didn't tell him I was recording it until afterwards. So basically, what you heard me and Futasa saying, that's an acronym that I shall be using henceforward for a friend of the show and Squirrel Associate Arkwright, we have said on the phone and in real life, to paraphrase Eric Morecambe, we said all the correct words, not necessarily in the right order. Right, we're rapidly coming to the close of another Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Whilst I was cobbling this week's set list together, I couldn't think of a last song to play. The good, the bad and the ugly and wasted were in the frame as both having new albums that have just hit the uh, real and virtual record shops. However, I've settled on one of my default bands. This is The Damned and the Radio 1 session of Street of Dreams. Until next week, take it easy.
This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges, and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt, and was a Watts' Lodge production. Mm-hmm.